Hey, so Carl here. We have episode 30, Mark My Words, The Prisoner's Dilemma. Um, another episode of Ragged Coast um, in the Realms podcast. So enjoy your listen this evening. All right, welcome back. We have got Ragged Coast D&D for you tonight. I'm Carl, I'm DMing, playing our lovable NPC mouse field mouse, and I will kick it on over to Andy for introductions of other player characters. Hi, my name is Andy, and I'm playing Fence the Monk. He's an eighth level wood elf, hand of mercy monk. And uh, he has been focusing on armor class at the expense of other things, and therefore uh, bandits, when they try to ambush him, uh, somehow fail to hit him. I'll hand it over to DJ. I'm DJ, and I will be playing Crenshaw Jones, the sorcerer, warlock, investigator, and we are uh starting to embrace our uh disturbing tentacly heritage such as it is and i will turn it over to kevin hi my name is kevin i'll be playing theraval fantastical a level eight uh ladron arcane tr trickster together with his um uh familiar uh aspen kutcher a uh, twig blight who rides atop a burrowing owl named Drake. Um, after last time dealing 74 points of da damage from pretending to be Batman and driving a dagger into some dude's neck, I'm feeling a little bloodthirsty tonight. <laughs> like, I kind of want to like, almost like lick the dagger, <laughs> like some of the blood. But, um, but, but more seriously, maybe just, uh, uh, yeah, maybe we just fi find out and embrace the darkness tonight. Although Crenshaw Jones has been really creeping me out, if that's... <laughs> so yeah, let me throw it over to Janae. Interrogations of, of prisoners have been quite a thing for Crenshaw, even, even the quick bits that we've seen. Yeah, we did end our episode last time wondering, are we the bad guys? Um, and revenge plots certainly have that effect on our ethical compass. Um, so, you know, Wednesday, the Wednesday nights might indeed be coming cloaked into darkness. Um, <laughs> but I am Clarence Still Cloven, technically a uh, good alignment, but like, who knows? Uh, I guess at this point in time. Um, level five fighter, level three druid, out to get her enemy, Scarlet Antwerp, out for blood. Yeah, and so we've we've headed over to the Crypt of the Sun Lord, begun to enter it. I think Andy has a recap, um, relatively short, to remind us of all the, the good things that happened last time. A recap of episode 29, the terror from the frog <clears throat> from the fog. Oh wait, we're the terror from the fog. <laughs> the party continued their fight with the bear bandits. After pushing into the Sun Lord's crypt, our heroes come face to face with a half dozen bandits, a bear, and their leaders, the brothers Bear and Claw. 
One of the brothers is killed, and the other fled, terrified by Crenshaw's dissonant whispers in his mind. The bandits are apparently routed. Stunned with a stunning strike, one is taken prisoner by Claren and Crenshaw through telepathic that says integration, but it should say, I'll just leave it. Through telepathic integration, Crenshaw learns that the bandits are here because of the gnome and the red lady. The bandit's remaining leader, Claw, is fleeing, pursued by the fleet-footed fence. Interrogation. Interrogation, not integration. There we go. There we go. Score. Spell check strikes again. Telepathic integration is Crenshaw's therapy practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think to your brain and fixes things. I think Microsoft Word failed that spell check. It rolled a one. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe a 20 in comedy, even if it was a one in accuracy. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think it's probably Google Docs there rather than than Word. But right. over in roll twenty, and also on the initiative sheet, which I can drop into the chat. I think we actually stopped actually mid, not mid round at the beginning of the round. So fence, you would be up first and then mouse field mouse and there was pursuit of a of a fleeing enemy who fence was chasing um one of the bear or claw one of the leaders of the of the bandits had fled down through that tunnel over here sort of just off must be on in front of fence on fence's right hand side right so uh fence yells out i am chasing the leader and uh uh opens that door and looks to see what uh he can see okay so actually it's it's not a door it is just an opening if you move your token okay. down those 10 feet so you run 10 feet forward and then you are able to look into the room and you see a fire and an exit on the other side of the room and where you are after moving 10 feet you can't see anything out you know you're seeing like straight through but you can't see out to the sides of the room all right i yelled to theraval and his familiars that i'm going in and i run what is that another 10 feet into the entrance of this room uh, I'll shout out right behind you, and we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and actually, having run in, let me give. Yeah, fence has avian powers, so we'll go. There we go. Ooh. So and you see bear sort of huddled down um in in a corner he's still got the club with him so he's like in another doorway trying to scrunch back up but 
clearly is not is too big to hide completely there and then there is this circle of stones with sort of a fire and coals like flickering inside of it remind me has um uh, this leader's name is bear is that right um yes or one of them was claw one of them was bear um this is bear claw is no longer with us right was um i'm trying to remember if bear was uh uh wounded with the uh earlier interchange uh i think he was yes he had suffered he he looks not only terrified from crenshaw's probing of his mind and memories of his brother but also from physical damage and all right you know he's 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 battered he is not like at one hit point type of barely dragging along, but he's also, you know, nowhere close to full. Right. Uh, some tables uh, take the rule from, I don't know, um, version three of D&D &D or 3.5, and that if they lose more than half their hit points, they're bloodied. Yeah, we could call it bloodied. I, I Okay. So, um, if this guy is uh, frightened, I take a quick look around the room and I don't see any other uh, creatures in the room. No, only the circle of stones and a small um, fire sort of licking in the center of it. All right. Um, uh, I tell him, uh, You'll become our prisoner or you'll suffer a fate worse than your brother. And then I uh, approach him with uh, my rope to tie his hands behind his back. Uh, let's see how, you know what, give me a, um, give me a charisma check. And, All right. Yeah, just give me give me a charisma roll, and so make a roll, modify it by your charisma. Tell me what it is. It, um, it's a total of two out of twenty. F, <laughs> F you, man, and he is stepping forward with his with a with a club to swing at you. So move yourself up five foot towards him but he is clearly reacting in in fury he's not intimidated yeah and i, I mean I, I don't even know that that was so much intimidation or not um whatever it was you were, was, you were offering him a chance well. to surrender but yeah he is not taking it um I'm trying to figure out mechanically in the game, he does not go until another couple of characters, but it certainly feels like he should take a swing, but it fences moving yeah. forward. Right. So um, if he had the sentry feet, he could take an attack uh, coming in, or is that, I don't forget if that's sentry or if that's polar master, but um, I'm I'm betting he has neither. 
but I guess um, my speaking or to him he was held by, say that again, or if he held an action, right? He I think he to... was. Oh, he was just you know what? I have... his head. Yeah, you know what? I am going to go ahead and have. So you're coming forward. It would make a lot of sense that he had he ran but didn't attack and had backed himself into the corner and would have been holding an action. So he is going to take a swing at fence as you come up um, with the rope, offering him a chance to surrender. That is, in fact, with your 20 AC, unless I am really surprised. Let me see which one of the enemies he was here. Um, and while you're figuring that out, I'll just add that um, since eighth level, my armor class is 21. Oh, 21. Oh, we need to change it then on the um, the character stats. In any case, it's a 15, which is a miss. So you're coming up with the rope. Um, he is ready to club action. He thought well, no, he thought for not even a second, not even a half of a second about surrendering with that two on the charisma check, takes a swing at fence, but clearly the monk steps back, not a problem. You're up close to him with a rope in your hands. Uh, all right, that sounds good. Um, he, and so do I get it? Do done, I get it? You've only, you've only I, done I'm movement. Done. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to Mouse Field Mouse. And as a reminder, this guy is the is he the last of the um uh antagonists who we have faced at the bottom of the stairs? Um, no, you had faced a number that had fled, one fled through this door over here by Claren, and uh -huh. one of them is now being dragged by Crenshaw into, into the fog. Okay. So Mouse Field Mouse just moves down to this wooden door on the south, the south side. And that brings us to Theraval. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, gesture to uh, uh, Aspen, uh, like signal, like watch over there. And I'm going to fly Aspen and Drake. Um, I think it's up to the north. Is there, is there a door on the left side of this room? Like, uh, yeah, so you are heading, that's a, spot where there is a door and let's do a little bit of polygon reveal uh yeah i i don't want them to go in to be clear i want them to like kind of just make sure that no one else comes in from that way yeah so okay. able to see most of the room oh, okay. there they would have to go another five feet or so ten feet into the room in order to see the full, the full bit. Got it. Yeah. And then I, 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 uh, keeping true to my word, which is a new character development of uh, Daryl. <laughs> um, we're going to, uh, 
follow fence into the room. So I think it's one, two, one, two, three. I'm gonna say it's four, six. And I'm going to use a dash action to move all the way, or a dash bonus action as a rogue to move all the, to move in the in the way of this other south door in the south of this room to block it. And I just want to like lick the blade um, uh, a little menacingly. So quick question, isn't that a poisonous blade? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be an advice? <laughs> I'm not I'm not very wise, but it all, it's only poisonous once until dawn of the next day. <laughs> by mechanics so but like you know it's carl's ruling <laughs> um you you lick the blade and it tastes like chicken but <laughs> maybe chicken that's been setting out for a little while uh, like, uh, uh, i'm not going to mention that last point but i'm also going to say tastes like chicken <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, chicken like that's been blood, out of the fridge for two days. The blood of his brother, lick it and just say, tastes like chicken. Oh, that makes me ill. <laughs> and like, I, I just want to block the doorway so that this, this fool doesn't try to run away <laughs> any further. Yeah, awesome. And you're able, looking down there with your dark vision, I'm going to just reveal like the next five feet so you see oh, that okay. it, it jags off and turns a little bit okay excellent and that brings us to oh and it's actually this Um, okay, yeah, Claren, you're up next. Uh, did I hear that the bandit captain was not coerced into surrendering? Or is that too far away? Uh, no, you could have heard the shouting. This, so these are sort of stone doors here. They're a okay. little bit weird. Um, they, they come down and I actually, I probably should have described this. The doors are actually hinged in the center. So they're the stone archways. And then when you go through them, it's like a revolving door. I mean, they're only five feet wide, but you push on one side of it and it, you know, flips like a revolving door. So it's like a sheet of stone and you push against it and then you go in one, one, two and a half foot side of it but the noise coming from over here between fence and theraval yelling clearly sounds they're they're in pursuit of somebody you don't know where where he is at the moment since you're back in the main circular room but you do yeah chasing somebody okay i want to see all right i'm going to i'd like to dash kind of in the direction of the commotion okay. maybe not dash but like just run in the direction of the commotion yeah so you can move 30 um, feet and the noise uh you know what give me i saw that where you were drawing the arrow give me a yeah. perception check because the noise was coming out of this room you saw them run into this door uh -huh. 
But yeah, give me a perception check. And if it's high, then I'll definitely say you would know that they had run down into this room. Otherwise, I would say you would probably run over to the door on the eastern wall rather than the one on the southeastern. Okay. Ooh, that is good. Um, that is, I rolled an 18, but with my modifier, that is a 23. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're okay. sure that, that they, they ran into the eastern door, but you've heard fence you've even heard Theraval's most recent um comment about tastes like chicken you're not sure what he's eating but uh i know it can't be anything good you um, hear that all coming from behind this store stone door to the to the southeast great okay then i would like to run it looks like it is 30 feet to run over here okay so i'm going to do that and i'd like to cast hold person um to prevent him from running oh excellent okay um so i'm trying to remember if i have to roll anything to do that i don't think so though um yeah and wisdom saving. yeah it's a wisdom saving throw yeah so you have to be able to see him and currently he's backed into that corner but the door is closed behind him. I actually think also though, with your running, you had another, it looked like like five or 10 feet, I think when you were measuring. So you yeah. move another square up, but you would have to push, you know, one side or the other side of that, that rotating door open in order to be able to see him. Okay. And he's part, I mean, he's going to partially be blocking it. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I would like to push open the door um, if I know where he is anyway. If I can't cast the spell, at least to identify and try to like restrain or block. So I'll, uh, I'm going to run up and push open the door. Do okay. I see him now? You know what? I'm going to give, I'm going to give you the pushing open. I, I mean, I'm, trying to think here it's like a revolving door and if you're pushing one side of it open i'm thinking mechanically it might accidentally hurt him slides onto the other side of the door so he's not visible and i'm trying to think of how like maybe you would push it open and with that 22 note but i could also see you're pushing it and him wrote you know what let's do a dexterity check okay, contest here this could be good all right oh that is a 17 plus maybe oh. something else uh-oh not as good for me um uh, plus three that's an unnatural 20. oh no yeah i that was a 13 for me okay excellent this is going to be fun you push oh. on the door and what happens is <laughs> Claren, you go inside and um, um, outside, like rotating around fence. You're there with the thing. You see Claren coming in. You, you're not 100% sure how it happens, but like he's swung, he's missed. He feels the door pushing behind and he like leans up against the other side of it and it spins. So now he has come out on the other side and is in the room with Mouse and Claren is in the room with fence. Oh no, shenanigans. 
Oh, and that is perfect because it is his turn. No. And, and he is going to move this direction and oh. take a whack at Mouse Field Mouse. Oh, no. That is a 13. And our girl has a 15 armor class. Excellent. She is not hit. Um, and when he misses her, he just tries to jump on this bench and tries to continue to run, but she is going to get an opportunity attack. And is going to oh she's gonna thorn whip him there we go that is a only a 13 oh misses that would have been great that would have held him um she misses 5 10 15 20 25 yeah, he is heading out through this door over in the southwest, oh. getting out if he can. Sorry, guys. So Usain Fence is ready to chase after him. Okay. Um, next in initiative order, that brings us to Crenshaw, Mr. Integration, Interrogation. Okay. The guy in front of me is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is tied up, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly, we tied him up. That's right. Yes. Okay. And you were dragging him into the fog. In fact, you were the terror in the fog. Yes. So I had dragged him into the fog. So I'm going to say in his brain, I will be back, and when I am, you will be here, or I will find you. And then I'm going to leave him there, in the fog, tied up, questioning his career choices. Yeah, his, his, the telepathic link, it's damp and cold in the fog. Remember, he had peed himself. It's damp and cold in his pants. It's it's generally uncomfortable. He'd like not to oh. remain here, but he's tied up and he's pretty scared of you. And he can't see anyway. That's right. He can't see. He's tied up. And that's great because I'm probably going to hire him when we're done. Um, assuming he survives. <laughs> because <laughs> what is what is the shadow without a network of operatives? And so I'm going to get to here. From here, can I see where uh, Bear went? Um, yeah, you can see another one of the, the stone doors, and you actually saw him dashing into this one on the southwest. Okay. Is the, does the door close behind him? Is it hydraulic, or is it still open? No, it's the, so, I mean, it's on, not hydraulic. It's, um, there is a, 
column, a cylinder down the center. Okay. And all, all six of the doors in this room, they're sort of stone slabs with a column down the center. And then you push and they, they could spin for as long, I don't know, as you could keep spinning the thing. But he has just gone through. It's made one rotation and closed behind him. Okay. So I am going to... Okay. Do. I'm going to get to here mm -hmm. and push the door open. Can I see him and how far did he get? Uh, when I sort of lean the door open. Yeah. So you're pushing, and I mean, like, literally, as you're doing that, I mean, because all this is really happening simultaneously. He's run in, you've run down there, you are hot on his heels. And in fact, probably in the sequence, the door hasn't even fully closed. Um, so you get there and aren't even pushing it open, more like you're catching it on the half turn and looking in, and he has just gone through the door, like, literally he is six inches away from you perfect so what happens because that's my whole movement that was 60 feet okay so that was um, a dash yep that had to be a dash to get there because i was 30 to here and then probably not 30 maybe 20. um Yeah, so you have a free action or a bonus action, but not an attack. Yep. So as a bonus action, I'm going to take my tentacle that's over here. And I'm going to move it 30 feet. Which is, it's really hard to see what a square is here. 5, 10, 15. Well, you can use the, you can use the measuring tool. You see, so on the tools, it is... The one that looks like a little ruler, fourth one down, okay. and then Let's like see. that to measure. All right. So I have about 10 feet of movement left. And my tentacle can go to here. Perfect. So <clears throat> my uh, the tentacle that's just been hanging out here, waiting for me to need it, moves to here as a bonus action and then attacks him okay so it doesn't do a lot of damage. had i already hit him with it can you say say that again had i don't think i had hit him with this tentacle. no you had not hit bear you you would hit claw you would hit claw or the actual the bear bear that yeah. you killed but not the not the human named bear all right, so let's see if this hits. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even, it's okay. just sitting there. 
All right. Still, it might it. freak him out that there is a uh, a sudden tentacle before him in this uh, room, so far away from everyone else. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's pretty freaked out already. Between uh, Crenshaw's lovely conversations with him in his mind, his brother being slain in front of his eyes, he's not doing too well. Um, fence, fat, flat, fat, blah 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 blah, fleet-footed fence. Say that fast four times i like how you're creating tongue twisters on the fly on the fly <laughs> fleet-footed fence flees towards his foe uh and well done thank you uh my my poetry hat finally came in handy for this some poet lord of davis is really using his skills in the most uh applied way possible <laughs> right poet laureate emeritus of davis that's true i don't want any of the podcast listeners to be confused um remind me how i activate the number of feet that i'm uh oh the measuring moving. the measuring yeah. tool here it is the fourth tool down one two three four five fifth tool down the one that looks a little bit like a ruler right one two three four and then uh and then you just click one and then you drag and then you get your nifty see the nifty arrow that i have okay yeah that should be i it. see there you go yep good so um let me just uh jump over and remind myself what my movement speed is. Uh, I can walk for 50 feet. So. Yeah, so you could reach him in a normal move and still have an attack action. Great. I mean, so um, I'm going to run. All right, now I want to deactivate that. Uh, one moment. Oh, yeah, then you got to click back on the, the cursor. Right, I got it. Yeah. So I'm going to run. Uh, I'm going to try to run in front of him. Now, uh, yeah, I'm so going to run up could, to him. Yeah, you could move to this square or that one, but you can't get around him because then you're passing through enemy territory. Right, that makes sense. Um, Good. And so that's that's my run. And now I can do my attack action. Yes. Yes. Uh, good. So I uh, roll. Um, I try to hit him with my spear uh, with a d20. Yeah, that's a hit without even modifiers. All right. Um, great. And then let me jump over to uh, the damage is uh, D8 plus six. So all right, I've lost the whole screen. So I'm just going to uh, roll it on D and D beyond. And that is uh, four plus six is 10 points of damage. All right, he is still with us, so bloody but not, not gone. 
I've got two attacks and a karate chop, so I'm gonna try to um, stab him again with my spear. Okay. This time I rolled uh, a seven plus nine is a 16. That still hits, yes. And then for damage is a seven plus six is 13. I think that might, yeah. Do you want to, so he's, he is slain, but you know, just barely, it is not like a super gruesome death. It is spear goes into him and he collapses forward. Right. He's probably exhausted from all the different ways that we've been uh, attacking him. So, um, uh, good. So, um, I just yell, uh, to the others, uh, I got the leader. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna step into this uh, room and see what I can see. And yeah, let's give you... Polygon reveal, and I'm just trying to all the angles that you would see from from being right there. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay, here we are. And uh, so another part of the, the cavern. All right, and so I yell back to where my friends are. Um, another dead bandit, another empty room. All right, and we are... You all can tell me if you want to continue in combat order here, where there's no immediately engaged enemy here. It would be Mouse Field Mouse's turn. She's just come up against this door on the southern wall that is a wooden door, unlike the other six that are on um, the stone doors. And I suppose she's leaning her ear up against it and listening as, you know, after Fence has said another enemy and not, no one there. So if we want to stay in initiative order, it would be Theraval, but we're also getting a little close to sliding out of combat. So I don't know, Kevin, what, mm -hmm. what, what would Theraval do? Um, Theraval. Uh, seeing Clarence spin through the door, um, would say, would like say, "Oh, there you are." Uh, and wow, what happened? Uh, did I hear anything from where I am? I'm in a separate room or two. What uh, you would like you would have been able to hear? You would have been able to hear fences yelling from from there. Okay, okay, I would have. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, I, I, I'll. I'll say, declare. Maybe we should regroup uh, around fence. Uh, 
I say that's a good idea. Maybe don't eat any more chicken while you're here. Okay, right behind you. And then if Claren goes out that way, I'm just going to take a moment to observe the room. Um, like, what do I see in this room? There's like a fireplace here. Or a fire yeah. Um, so as Claren goes out of the room, it is, it looks like sort of a, a meditation. I mean, this, this all used to supposedly be a, a crypt of some type. So would this have been a particular burial chamber for somebody? I mean, it's just this circular room. Um, the fire in the center that that's smoldering there looks like there's been people sitting around it. There's like four places where they're not pillows on the ground, but like people have scraped together like um, you know, burlap sacks and have obviously been sitting on them. There's a couple of sticks like where they've been roasting some sort of meat over the fire. So it looks like some of the bandits have been sitting around this fire, cooking, warming themselves. There may be actually like two or so um, sleeping bags next to it as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to search this, but I think I'm going to um move up to fo like follow Claren. Okay, follow, and, follow Claren back to the main yeah. room. Sure. Yeah, but can I leave if, if this door is spinning, can I leave it like half a jar? You know, um, half open and you know what's funny is like you try to leave it open like an inch or two, and however it's designed or like it it wants to rotate all the way so that it it seals itself hmm okay and i don't i mean you that's fine a wedge a dagger or something in there or you know a boot or something to keep it open a little bit you could uh, try naturally like if you try to leave it open an inch or two it just swings swing shut I don't want to stick my nice elf boots of elven kind in there. They're fancy, and I took them from Umber Offshock's place. Um, so I, I, I think I'm just not going to, I'll just leave it closed and okay. go into the main room. Um, sure. Sure. Can I Can I also use an action to see what um, Aspen and Drake are see, see in the other room? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they get a full separate thing. So do you want them to fly into that other room or? Yeah, could we? Back? Yeah, so just move move them into the other room. I will okay. do polygon reveal to show you everything that's there. And actually I'll give you the connections with the with the main room. And it's very much like these other two rooms you've been into on the eastern side. This one is actually entirely empty. The one that you first came into did have two bookshelves on it in it. Um, that you didn't pay any attention to, but the room therein on the northeast is empty. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it has no fire in it. But otherwise, it's the same description as the room in the southeast that you had just looked at with the fire. Okay. Uh, if, if that's the case, I, I think I'd like to fly them a, a, a little south. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to say that you move two squares into the room, and then. 
I basically I just want them to scout. So I think I think they can make it this far. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Okay, yeah. So they're in there, and this room. I mean, it does. It has two bookshelves, and the the bookshelves are about eight feet tall. Um, they're about half actually full of books. Um, and I'm not going to go much beyond that. Like if it was Mouse or Claren or someone who, or Crenshaw, someone who was into books, I might give you more details. But um, I don't think Theraval is a very bookish type. No, I, I'm going to say, well, I see bookshelves in a fire pit and I have an idea for how to put what each of them together. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Theraval, no. It, it, it's a puzzle, right? right? <laughs> um, so. I've solved Crenshaw. the puzzle. Burn the books! Crenshaw remembers that one of the brigands ran out this door right here. Yes. So Crenshaw's going to come up here and check that door. Mm. What do you mean by check that door? Uh, Crenshaw is going to come up to here, and as a bonus action, he's going to bring his tentacle never leave home without it i guess the tentacle can only come to there so the tentacle lives there now and he's just gonna um hit the door open can the tentacle do that yes so the tentacle is going to hit the door for him okay the the tentacle and does the tentacle hit push the right or the left side of the door so, I mean, you can see like right here, there's right in the center, there's clearly where the the cylinder that goes down. So are you pushing the side that's close to Crenshaw or away from Crenshaw? Uh, away from Crenshaw. Okay. So then the door will rotate, yeah. Yep. Clockwise. Um, Crenshaw is hit with a dead chicken, dead rooster comes, flies out and smacks and actually, that was a 17. So um, Crenshaw, you get a, yeah, a right smack dab in the face. What does it taste like? Feathers. It tastes like, weirdly, it tastes like venom. <laughs> so Crenshaw got hit with the chicken, which means yeah. he has line of sight on whoever hit him. Um, no, the, the, the dead actually, it, it is a dead rooster, not a dead chicken. Okay. And okay. the door was open and whoever was throwing this, it, you did not see like the door was spinning open and immediately rooster body. Um, you do notice that the rooster, uh, Crenshaw is a very observant um, young gentleman. The rooster has a, is like slit throat and clearly recently slit. It's like blood is like dripping down where its throat was slit. Crenshaw 
since I don't have line of sight on anyone, I'm not going to do anything. But Crenshaw says, seriously, everyone else is dead. There's no reason to be a cock. (laughs) (laughs) And then Crenshaw will say over his shoulder, we still have a live one, but not the rooster. Um, oh, other little details about the rooster. On the rooster spurs, there are extensions that are about yay long pieces of metal. So about an inch or two of like extra spur attached to the heels of its spur. So it was a fighting rooster. That coincidentally was uh my high school's um mascot the fighting roosters that's what we were that's definitely what the teenagers call it (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah crenshaw will just note that someone has attacked him with a chicken what a choice We've got bears, we've got chickens. Like, what kind of menagerie is living in this temple? I don't know, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) New zoo location unlocked. (laughs) Zoo location number two. Um, Claren, why don't we do something here? We're not really in initiative order, but I don't think Claren has has done anything this round yet. No, yeah, I haven't. Um, huh. Um, there's an extra door right here, right? This is another, oh, hang on, let me select. This is another pathway right on the map here. Yes, that's another another one of these weird rotating stone doors. Uh, yeah, I'm going to walk over there and um, I'd, I'd like to explore, check it out. Um, explore, check it out, like looking at the door, opening the door, pushing on the door. Yeah, let's push on the door a little bit. I haven't learned my lesson. Um, yeah, where you're standing when you Oh, actually, you know what? Sorry, I'm I'm lying. Uh, since you're standing there in the north side, you push open the door, and we're gonna go back into combat order. Oh no! Uh, you push well, open the door. I was looking for trouble. Okay. Yeah, the door. The door opens. This guy closest to you here is actually on the other side of the door from you now. So this guy can't attack. Um, Actually, you know what's gonna happen? All three of these guys had readied actions. This guy here is gonna shoot at Theraval. Huh, what'd I do? Um, And that is a, I think that is a 17. Let me... Is that within range i don't know what he's shooting but i'm wondering how does he even see that someone's there if it's with oh so he's yeah he's here and that's 35 feet 40 feet that's yeah that is easy 
within range of a longbow. Yes. And back to here. And 16 to hit. 16 misses. I'm 17 oh. You have what? I have a 17 AC. Ah, okay. Missed by one on the longbow. Who, who, who is this? Is a bandit? Yeah, that's a bandit. There is another bandit who is going to shoot at Claren. Ooh, that is a 22. Oh, to... uh, yeah, that's going to hit. I gave a 21 armor class, but. Yeah. I don't want to um, ask this question, but what race are they? Um, They are all human. Oh, okay. Um, and that is four plus one, five points of damage to Claren. Okay. Um, and will you will you get that on the Google the Google sheet? Oh yeah. And then there's this one other one who would have had a readied action to um, would that be line of sight to Claren? The door opened. Sorry, from. This one's going to move forward and shoot with a crossbow, and that is a 18 on Claren. I think that Miss. Is, all right. So just the, the one hit. Yeah. Um, can I respond to that? Uh, sure. Yeah, go. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to, for the one that's right in the doorway, it looks like I'm right outside the doorway. Is the door angled open such that I could do a melee attack at that first fighter, archer in the door? Yeah, here, let me draw the, so the way the door is open right now is that's the door. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to, um, I'm gonna step through okay. and I'm gonna stab the um the person right in the doorway with my sword okay sure yeah that hits that's a um that's a uh dirty 20. okay yeah definitely a hit um okay and then i since i'm using this this is a 2d8 for damage where's my d8 okay Okay, so that's going to be 12 points of damage. Dead. Ooh. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I'll put the Google Sheet in the chat, Andy, for AC and stuff. Do you, if you're a fifth level fighter, do you have a second attack? Oh, uh, good question. I'll answer yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> however, she is a fourth level fighter. Excuse me, oh, sorry. Fighter sorry. level four drew level four. That was my bad. Yeah. So no, I don't my have bad that. too. Not 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 yet, but soon that'll that gets fun. But that, that's the that's the danger of multi-classing. Yeah. I have some mood maneuvers as a battle master, but none of them apply in this particular situation. 
Yeah, so yeah. let's I don't want to re-roll initiative. Let's just stay with Claren having attacked and let's go to Crenshaw next and then we'll go back up to the top of the order with fence. Has the door swung closed? Oh, the one in front of you. No, the one in front of uh Claren. Because that's where the the combat is. So this door. Yeah, it, no, no. At this moment, it is exactly the way it's drawn there. So it is open where Claren has gone through. Um, it's open and you can see if you're standing there, Claren is in your line of sight, but you know there are two enemies behind there. You just can't shoot at them, but you could see them or you could move a tentacle around to smack them a little bit. Yeah, so I can't shoot at these two. Well, Claren is like right in front of you, so that's okay with me. No... Um, because I still have uh, spell sniper. <laughs> unless Claren is providing full cover. Yeah. Um, no, can... it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can, you can shoot. Don't roll. Don't roll a one or two on your two hit. For now, I'm Otherwise, really good it's at it's friendly fire. Yeah. When I level, maybe not. But I before I do that, I want to I want to move the tentacle. I'm gonna actually draw the tentacle. It's spectral, so it doesn't actually take up a square. But knowing where it is is useful. Yeah. And I'm gonna move the tentacle that. to right there. Oh, and as a bonus action. Nice. Yep. That's that's thirty feet. So I'm gonna move it to there, and the tentacle is gonna hit that one. I'm really enjoying this roving tentacle. Me too. <laughs> it's that you know I I hear that a lot. <laughs> what, 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 what does it look like when the tentacle moves? Is it like? Does it undulate? Undulate on the floor? Is it like? retract into a different dimension what does it look like it, what it does is it's it's made of water right he did this time it's made of water so it basically splooshes into a puddle and then comes like moves along the floor and comes back um that's pretty rad that's that's how i flavored it this time it's supposed to be just ethereal um so that's a 22 to hit this one go tentacle and it's that does four. It is though. It is its birthday. <laughs> it does four points of damage and reduces their speed by ten feet. And was this is the one on the right hand side, the one to the east that was damaged? Yeah, this one. Okay, gotcha. So four points plus reducing the speed by ten feet, and then Crenshaw is gonna Eldritch Blast this one uh, twice. So with, I'll hit with both of the, well, the first one of those, let's see. Two Eldritch Blasts. The first one uh, is a, a 10 to hit. That doesn't hit. The second one is only a 12. Okay. Um, so oh, the second one is twelve hits. Actually, the twelve does hit. Okay. Uh, they only have that, leather armor, so 
That does 13 points of damage. Dead. With his spell sniping. Yeah. So it, it's like swirls around over, over Claren's ear, maybe even between the legs of the one that was just hit by the tentacle and then pops up on the other side and smacks him right in the face, lays him out against the wall. That brings us to Fence. Excellent. Um, is Fence able to determine that uh, he can, um, that all this action is happening through this doorway right here? Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can hear, and it would it the noise is clearly coming from in here. So yeah, you know. Great. You can so um, I'm going to run right up to the remaining bandit. Yeah. Which means I can see in this room now. And uh, I'm going to uh, stab it with my spear. Uh, I just rolled, but for whatever reason, I can't see what my roll is. Can you all see it? Uh, looks like a 19 in roll yeah. 20. Great. So that hits and five damage plus how much? It's plus nine. Plus nine. So it's 14 points of damage. Yep. And that one had already been damaged four from the water tentacle slap. That is enough to, to kill it. All right. Wow. Well, now I don't feel quite so guilty about looking for trouble. We seem to clean up the area. There were pests everywhere. There might be more to clean. Seems uh, like it. Because someone, we still have to remember, someone hurled uh, an armed dead rooster at Crenshaw Jones. A lot of rats in this menagerie. And I'm not talking about rodents. Yeah, so Mouse Field Mouse is going to run up here towards where, where the action is. And that brings us to Theraval and Aspen and Drake. Um, so, uh, I, I know we're kind of out of combat right now. Um, but I hesitate to open any further doors. Like, what, what do I, what do I see in this room now that there's no violence going on yet? You know. Yeah. So, well, you see a dead rooster up by this door. You see a. There are two benches, one by the bear to the north, and one one down here by you. A couple of stools. It looks like this room has been taken by the bandits and turned into like the the dining commons, the common room. There's a lot of you know bits of bandit junk around here. They've clearly been using this as the the main meeting room of their lair. Um, the room itself looks like it was some sort of central location in the, the Sun Lord's crypt, 
And in fact, the carvings on the floor, I mean, it's sort of this granite floor, and then they're about an inch deep. Um, and as you're looking, you're like, oh, that looks like a symbol of the sun god Ra that is on, on the floor here. Uh, so, so I have that realization it does look like it's a symbol from Ra. I'm kind of, I'm curious, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't occur to Theraval to really investigate this for Arcade, <laughs> any sort of magic. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, I, 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 I'm gonna scream like, let's get cocky and run through the other door up at the Northwest with the chicken thing. Excellent. Oh, this is great. All right, Theraval, you've, um, moved, you've moved right here. Yeah, right there. And as you run through, um, actually, let's do it. Uh, it's 50-50 here. Um, roll, roll a six-sided dice for me, and I'm rolling one, too. Uh, any pluses? No, just a six-sided. That's a four. Oh, um, you go to push the door you're running right by cocky and you go to push the door and it's like someone else has pushed the door at exactly the same time um actually you smack up against the door take a hit point of damage like you're going to push the door and it's like you go face first into the door but you hear on the other side Oof! at the oh. exact same time oh the the wall just grunted. I think there's someone on, on the other side. Or maybe the walls are magical. Did Fence hear some of that grunt coming from north of him through this doorway? Um, yeah, and it would be Claren's turn at this time because Cocky the Bandit was planning to get the heck out of Dodge. Um, I'm just going to hold it. I'm... Yeah, and, and Theraval and him have both slammed into, they tried to use the same side of the revolving door and opened it at exactly the same moment. So yeah, Fence and Claren, you all hear it, um, but Claren, I think it's your turn. Yeah, I'm going to move over to where Theraval is. Is our um, Band, bandit friend like kind of sandwiched in the door or like both oh, you haven't seen no no you can't see the bandit like literally the bandit should move their token a little bit is over and i know you haven't seen into the room but i'm gonna otherwise it'll just be too confusing but let me sure i understand them now okay so um yeah i'm still gonna run over to where theraval is um and kind of i'm gonna lean into our like wednesday dark nights theme here and say like you can run but you can't hide look what has happened to all of your friends um and uh i think i think we just should go after them i'm gonna push open the door um yeah, sure. Within your movement, if you're pushing on the right hand side, the door rotates open and yeah, you can take a whack at them. Great. I would like to do that. I'm within melee range, right? They haven't run away yet. 
Yeah, no, no, because they had run into the door and them and Theraval both took a point of damage from face plants into the door. And yep, yeah, it's your turn. Great. Ooh, not a good roll though. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to hit. That's going to be an, uh, a nine. No, that's a miss. All right. Got too into the character of being mean and not enough into actually fighting. All right, that brings us to to Crenshaw. Claren is so bad at being mean. <laughs> I love it every time. This whole game, she's tried to be mean. It has basically been just like, you are a poop. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, it sounds so dark and cool. I'm going to blame it on too much time living in the woods alone. Um, how are you just supposed to get revenge on the red woman if you're not mean? I am trying, okay? <laughs> I was softened by the wood people for years. <laughs> when you don't right. interact with people very much, you kind of lose your touch. I'm working on it. <laughs> can I... Can I... Let's see. I got to do a ruler now. Can I see this point here? from where I am. There's a big no. cluster of people around the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cluster of people. There's one of these weird spinning doors that's partially open. Yeah, there's no. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to bring the spectral tentacle back to here. It's got a, a 10 foot range. Can it hit this person? Yeah, within 10 feet. I mean, it's a little weird reaching around the door, but being a tentacle. Okay, so it is going to do a, um, a tentacly reach around and hit. <laughs> and um, I have to here's the effort today. That is a 15 to hit. That's a hit. Doing max damage, so that's eight points of damage. Okay. Uh, she and, is still alive, still with And us. her speed is reduced by 10 feet. By 10. Oh, that's going to be a, her the biggest sorrow for her at the moment, because mm -hmm. she wanted to get the heck out of Dodge. All right, uh -huh. that, brings us to, that brings us to Fence, I think. All right. And I'm going to um, stand up. That was my bonus action, but I'm not going to oh, do oh, anything did you else. Have a, did you have a bonus that was, action? That was my bonus action. Oh, okay. That tentacle as a bonus action is broken. Like, that it can move 30 feet and attack. And attack, like, yeah. That's brutal. Um, that'll so that'll come actually, in handy. Yeah, he's going to move to here. Okay. That's All it. right. He's not going to take an action. Uh, Fence is going to um, go through this doorway here. Well, um, uh, Fence is assuming that he was hearing some of this uh, noise of combat in the room to the north. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. All all right. Audible, understandable here. So he's going to run into this room, and uh, and he sees this bandit here. Yes. Uh, so he's going to. Uh, stab the bandit. Okay. 
Yep, that's uh, a hit. That's a hit. Yeah. And uh, damage will be. Yeah, she is gone. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. So uh, she's dead. Is there anyone else in this room? No. Okay. I say uh, to everyone, all clear. Uh, we've cleared another room. And then uh, I look around this room to see if it has uh, a doorway to the north. No, no doorway to the north. Although there is a chalk circle that runs almost the full circumference of the room, although it's more in the center. Let me see if I, yeah, I can probably successfully draw this. Oh, no, I don't want to draw two of them. Like that. All right. Uh, good to know. And then uh, with his bonus action, uh, Fence just listens to see if there are any uh, sounds he can hear other than those made by his party, the Wednesday nights. Yeah, give me, give me a perception roll. All right. Um, I will just roll it and then I'll see what the modifier is, but I think perception is my best. Uh, I've got a plus eight on perception, so that was a 13. Um, now, no, no other noises, just your party, um, breathing after, after combat. Okay, great. A little pitter patter of, um, of tentacles, water moisture dropping somewhere. Right. The tentacle disappears. It only lasts for a minute. Uh... I I propose that we uh, search the bandits, the deceased bandits, and then regroup. I agree with that plan. See what we can find on them. Yep. Crenshaw wants to look at that bookshelf. Okay. So the bandits have 23 copper pieces. And... 12 silver pieces, all told. Mm. Banditry is not In lucrative parts. Yeah, not, not a lot of gold on these. Do they have any valuable weapons we might uh, appreciate pilfering? Um, yeah, maybe. Let me look here really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said 12 silver pieces. Um, yeah, the most interesting one. So, um, a number of the bandits had, um, had longbows, crossbows. None of them look magical. They all had short swords. The most interesting weapons are the 
clubs that the two leaders of the the bear claw um bandits or the bear bandits had and they're sort of these big um you know clubs sort of great clubs is what what you would call them but they almost look like um you know cartoonish caveman-y clubs the way they so they're like super heavy weapons not not finely crafted by any means but hmm. the two big guys were carrying those around I'm not going to take one of those. Does anyone want a uh, a bam bam wham bam club? If we feel that they were um, coarsely crafted, then they're unlikely to be magical or valuable. I would think. All right, let's leave them then. And so I would like to uh, examine. Well, I want to do a couple things when Crenshaw gets a minute. I want to examine the bookcases and okay. look at the symbol in the middle and talk to our remaining prisoner. All right, why don't we start with bookcases? I'm also, just for grins, going to reveal a little bit of some other stuff on the map, although it doesn't really show you anything. but shows you like around that entrance hallway that you came in if you go up to the north. So DJ, it was Crenshaw was looking bookshelf, prisoner, um, symbol of raw on the floor in that order. Mm -hmm. um, uh, probably probably the reverse order, symbol of raw, uh, bookshelf, prisoner. I think that order, symbol of raw, bookshelf, prisoner. Okay. Um, yeah, what else? Do you want, I mean, you heard the description of the, the symbol that I gave to um, Theraval. I just want to see if like a, a religion check gets me any knowledge about it. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a 16. So that's a 20. Okay. 20 religion. Yeah. So well, so you know in... In this part of the world, uh, I mean, there's really the two main pantheons of deities are Egyptian and Norris. Um, Egyptian, particularly like around Iskdan, and Claren probably is telling you some of this as you're investigating the floor. Um, Ra is thought of as sort of the leader of gods, the, and is very much tied into the um, Katik, Katuk, um, who was known as the Sun Lord here, who is the mythical person who had found like the splinter of the sun, which got him his power. And this particular inscription, like as you're looking at it and studying it, and in fact, conferring a little with Claren, a little with Mouse, Field Mouse, like this version, is very much associated with um the sun lord and it's like his so he's it's a particular i wouldn't say cult a particular order of the priest of ra and clearly this is like their central gathering place or potentially a place where the sun lord's body actually rested at some point in time. I mean, like, this is very much 
a central symbol for them. Okay, good to know. And then we'll keep an eye on that little history. Yeah. And then we'll check the books. Yeah, bookshelves. So, like I said, they were about eight feet tall, about half filled with books. And surprisingly, I mean, a lot of um, books about the history of Ra, about different theology points around the Egyptian deities, about their histories. There, will you give me um, an investigation check? Happily. That's a 19 on the die. That's very high. It's 26. Yeah, so it takes you a little while, but you know, maybe only like 15 minutes or so um, rather than longer until you come across a book that actually is a detailed study or a detailed history of the Crypt of the Sun Lord. And one of the things that you find is there's actually passages below the crypt. That is, the crypt of the Sun Lord was where um, Katuk was buried, but the priest of Ra, who had a connection with the splinter of the sun, actually ended up going below his tomb and living hidden underground for a long, long time. Like they were waiting for someone to come down and unearth them. And it appears that that never happened. Hmm. Okay. All right. And well, from great. what you can tell, the entrance to the underneath is somewhere to this would be somewhere to the south of where the Sun Lord would have been buried. Okay. If I'm going to be that long looking at it, um, if we're going to be that long looking at it, uh, Crenshaw would note to Claren and Mouse that there is someone in the fog who's waiting to be pulled out. So if we're gonna be busy here, could someone go get him? Just so he's not. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all gonna fetch him. I'm strong, I'm gonna drag him along. Cool, so yeah, I, I, will, have, I will have pulled him back into the, the main part. Of the yeah. of the central crypt room. When the time okay. comes, we'll definitely clean him up a little bit. And I I wonder how much time has passed, uh, in fog time because it it sticks around for an hour. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, um, how far the clock has tipped on that hour. Yeah, before. you all have probably, um, I mean, actually, I think the combat was relatively 
fast, a few, right. few rounds. Um, Crenshaw's been, so actually the fog has probably got another good 30 minutes or so before it dissipates. All right, that's good to know. Yeah, so interrogating the prisoner and I suppose anybody could jump in. Crenshaw and probably Mouse Field Mouse have been looking at books for a, a little while. I'm curious to know, um, Fence is curious to know uh, who has been injured and how badly. I'm injured. I'm injured by not very much, like just five hit points. So I don't need healing right away, but I'm not at full health. All right. I'm down 12. Oh, so. you can use it more then. Yeah. I've got a few scrapes. I've been going head first into things. Like knives. Know. Right. So, uh, uh, fence, well, I don't know. Do we have a, um, a short rest planned? If we, whether we do or we don't, uh, well, definitely if we do, fence would like to use up some key point to uh, heal everyone. Have we cleared all the rooms or should we? You know? Well, there are rooms to the uh, south that we have not uh, explored yet. Right? I think, There's... A, I think a short rest is, is in order since we're looking at the books and interrogating the prisoner. So I'm going to. All right. I'm going to uh, get my spells back. Are we doing that in the uh, book room? Where are we doing that? All right, yeah, we're all going to cram into the book. And, and really, you're spending 15 minutes at this point. I mean, a, up to an hour. I'm I'm thinking your rest is between this big room with the sun and the book room. And you're just sort of moving between all of these different rooms. And we'll count that as the hour that you're resting. Um, Andy, do you want to have Fence do any healing, spending any key points here, just so we can um, take care of that mechanic? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for Hand of Healing, uh, as an action, you can spend one key point to touch a creature and restore 1d6 plus 5 hit points. So um, I'm going to see, uh, let me jump back over and see how many points that is. So um, I will uh, roll one uh for claren uh that's Ooh. uh one plus six is you've been healed for seven points claren amazing i got the full health then. thank you and then i will uh expend a key point for theraval uh six plus six is 12. Ooh. Wow. are you oh, up to full or do you yeah, need another key cool. point? I, I mean, Drake could use one and I hold up my burrowing owl. <laughs> Great. And then um, I will burn one, excuse me, expend one on uh, Drake. Uh, that's two plus six is eight hit points. Oh, he looks so much better. Thank you. Absolutely. And the You're rest right. of us are unwounded, yeah. What about our um, our captive? It might be a uh, good faith to um, heal this guy. We also have to decide what we're gonna do with him long-term. 
Yeah, he was Does not, he have a long-term plan? <laughs> he was not actually injured. I think he was the one that you had subdued, Fence. Right. Where you did damage not to kill at some point in time, and then Claren tied him up, and then Crenshaw scared the shit out of him. Yeah. So, um, uh, our neutral good friend Fence would like to figure out a way that we could enlist him or release him rather than just do him in. But no, definitely. Uh, and Crenshaw's not supportive of just doing him in. That would be, it'd be morally wrong and also a waste of good resources. It's inefficient and wrong. Right. So Crenshaw would rather hire him, actually. Um, Excellent. I think we can pay a lot better than they were getting paid for their banditry. Yeah, those coppers. They were we not would like to deal. find out how much they were getting, how much he was planning on getting paid, and we will probably double that. And uh, and plus, we could have him be a guide, like you know, mm -hmm. uh, it would yeah. it would be safer work and more lucrative. Well, he's I, also I, now I, the leader. I was, I was, I was, um, <clears throat> uh, 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 I was, I was working for 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 the 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 bear bandits. I was working for Bear and Claw, but they were they were working for the 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 woman in red and her little her little gnome buddy and her um her henchman. But but Bear was gonna was gonna pay well. I hadn't we hadn't made much of anything yet but but bear was promising me 20 gold pieces umber was a gnome wasn't he he's the other one that okay. wasn't he no i thought umber was a dwarf no uh umber oh shucks yeah yeah oh and that he, he kidnapped the uh the gnome what was her name her name oh yeah uh, the, the dm the, the world has been inconsistent the dm has effed up here um change that gnome to a dwarf oh that that changes everything because now we know exactly who that is because i don't know about everybody else but i was like there's a gnome <laughs> yeah 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 i um whew. that's right it was all the gnome bodies but umber was a was a dwarven um surveyor all right well in that case uh we'll we'll talk that here. name then so claw claw was promising i'm gonna do an insight check on that 20 gold was claw promising 20 gold that's an insight of that's a that's a 19 and that comes out to my insight's not great yet. Oh well, you know what? Twenty-three. Yeah, uh, I, I I will tell you that it, yeah, it seems to you that your friend here is indeed telling you the truth that there was that twenty gold was was being promised to him. Okay. Um. Uh, Fence uh, would would be happy to communicate to Crenshaw privately or telepathically, depending on what's available to him. That uh, he'd be happy to give twenty cold right out of his own uh, pocket, 
and upfront instead of as a promise uh, to this guy if he'll work for us. Um, Crenshaw will respond. I think that we probably have developed like a hand signal for I need you to telepathically right. communicate with me because uh, Crenshaw can just do it. So Crenshaw would say, uh, let's give him 10 now and promise the remainder because otherwise he'll have everything he wanted and we'll never see right. him again. Um, so I think 10 now with the promise of another 20 when it's time and possibly more depending on how this goes. Sounds good. Uh, Fence the Monk does a sleight of hand check to slip 10 gold to Crenshaw. Okay. With advantage, I would think. All right. Give me, give me, give me an advantage roll there for a sleight of hand, passing the 10 uh, gold over. All right. One moment. Let me jump back over to where we are. Uh, so now I get to, if I'm rolling two 20s, do I do it this way? Uh, 14. Uh, is my better roll plus five is a 19. Um, yeah, you are able to slide the 10 gold pieces over to, to Crenshaw. Great. I'm going to go okay. uh, subtract that from my total. Okay. And so Crenshaw, Crenshaw will communicate to him that first yeah so mark mark is happy to to mark. accept um 10 gold and yeah he'll he'll tell you whatever you'd like to know about i mean he's a little still seems a little shaken due to the fact that everybody else here was slain but um he's willing to tell you what you want to know about the dwarf and the the woman in red and he's also if you want him to come along and you're giving him 10 now and 10 gold pieces later uh, he's not not refusing can can he keep his weapons Crenshaw will look very intently at him and say If we let you keep your weapons and you try to use them on us, and Crenshaw will just look around the room. I, I, I'm not. I'm not using them on you. I'm. I, I, I. If you're doing things down here or out in the woods, or you're doing something against the woman in red and the the dwarf, I'm. Um, I need to protect myself. You can keep your weapons. That's fine. Yeah, given what you did to Bear and Claw, I, I'm I I got no I, I I'm no I, I'm not doing anything against you. I, I got a short sword and a bow, but I, I mostly I like to run. But um, you <laughs> want me to to stay, and you're going to give me some more gold. Uh, I, I I guess I'll stay. I mean, I'd rather well, be with you than against you. I think you're the leader of the Bear Claws now. Uh, Eight thumbs it is the has the best protection. How, how many yeah. more? Let's ask how many more there were. 
Are there any? Are, are there, there any left? How many are left alive once you subtract the ones that you see around you here? Well, so this is the the bear bandits. I mean, all told, bear and claw had. I mean, has like sixty of us or so. Wow, working out here in in the forest. But this is this is the whole group that that was here. I mean, this isn't like really our regular headquarters or hangout or that. I mean, we're all sort of, you know, I mean, we're, we're like gig workers. We work sometimes we work, do other things other times, but, um, they, they were here that, the the Scarlet woman had brought them here with that, with that little, um, dwarf guy and his instruments. And like, there was come on up here and there's going to be something on the hill. And then she had all these other, this golden warrior with her. And then the little, the dwarf was setting up all these tools outside and, and then, then like there was, well, you saw the, the opening, well, you guys came through it and then, well, killed all my buddies, but uh, you saw that door, like it wasn't there. And then suddenly it was there and the, woman in red was all excited and they sent them down and then they talked to bear and claw and we were gonna wait here and not let anybody else in and well uh that didn't work so well did it the can you tell us more about the golden state warrior i mean golden warrior uh the golden the golden state warrior the golden warrior guy was well, so yeah the, yeah they they were they were big like bigger like even you miss and he points to claire and they were bigger than you they were like six eight seven feet but all in plate armor clunk 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 never lifted up or down their visor i mean clunking and then there was there was the this tiefling this this goat boy and then there was the um, one of those dark drow elves with them, and then um, they were all heading down underneath in the stairs in the back. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, it stunk like to high heaven down there, but they all scooched on down to get something. Sounds like a rival adventuring party. Yeah, well, they were all hot on whatever the red woman was telling them to do. They were going to go do it. Why they listen to her? Why did they listen to her? Yeah, just money? I don't know. I mean, they, they all came from, they were big city folks. They came from Isk, and we're out here, and they wanted to, they were parent, paying Baron Claw, and she was like, go down get the thing and i mean i heard i heard stuff about like the sun relics the sword of the sun the splinter of the sun all sorts of big stuff and i don't know what they were gonna go get i mean this is the the old crypt of the sun i mean it it is not really good for us to be around here like it if i had known how much it, 20 gold pieces wouldn't have been enough for what we've just experienced given you all are here and given 
what that other group might be able to do. It, this is bad mojo here. If you survive this, Mark, you will be not a gig worker in the Bear Claw. You will have been promoted to CEO, to the leader of the Bear Claw, the Bear, whatever, the Bear Claws. It sounds tastier. <laughs> Big lace Bear Claw. Or new. <laughs> And I think you will be able to return to your, I assume, robbing people coming through the forest. Well, we do that sometimes. Sometimes we escort people who pay us enough to escort them. I mean, we're, it's sort of hard living out here west of Iskdan. I mean, there's lots of farmers and there's things to eat in orchards and stuff, but if you, I mean, I got these couple of copper pieces. I, I got to make a living somehow. And now you have 10 gold. I and that's have 10 gold. That is a small fortune. And we're just getting started. I, so I, you want me to show you where they went down into the into the stinkiness underneath? And then will that will you give me my other 10 gold and then I can leave? Or you want me to go down into the stinkiness with you? That depends. And Crenshaw picks up the club and not pointing at him, but holding it out toward him and says, that depends. Do you want to run back to whoever's left defeated, shamed? Or do you want to come back with a story no one has ever told and a reputation and he holds out the club oh thinks about it a little bit and he takes the club i'll show you where they went down and i i make sure you don't get into any trouble like for a little bit for I because the four that went down there well the five if you count the little um shucks little dwarf that went with them um I, they look sort of nasty but I, I I take I'll head down there I, I like how you think my friend excellent that's all a right really good well, way to find traps all yeah. right yeah so we're gonna go we're gonna do a little bit more on the map because mark my words are just mark is going to show you where the stinkiness is below okay on the map and There you uh -huh. see, he is able to point you to a large arrow. Well, to another room and this goes down. And I let me read a little bit of the detail about these stairs going down. And then we will start 
next time in two weeks there again but i i think the teaser of the stairs themselves is worth worth a little listen to here as you descend the cold black stone stairs an intense stench sickly sweet and rotting reaches your nose you seem to have met the refuse pit of the current occupants Elaborate hand-carved symbols of the sun are etched into every stone in this room, and while the work is breathtaking, so is the odor coming from below. The Ooh. last few steps descend into the muck itself, mostly liquid, but part muddy filth. It's hard to tell just how deep the garbage goes. After reaching the bottom of the stairs, your feet finally reach the floor, and you find yourselves knee-deep in the muck. Ooh. Ooh. This is gross. Yeah. Also, this is Toilet Temple. Toilet Temple. <laughs> but we, there were a bunch of animals here. You know, this menagerie. We've got chickens and bears and muck. And muck. Yeah. And really quick, just for grins, we'll do a little bit of a of a polygon reveal on the the next map here because you come down spiral steps oh here i should have extended it out a little bit more then you can see your tokens and i'll have to go grab the token of mark i was not necessarily expecting mark to come along So when you go down those steps, you can see the spiral stairs that come down and you will start in this room next time, which will be filled with garbage. Yum. All right, good stuff. Fun. Thanks awesome. everyone. Yeah. That is good stuff. So um, just so I'm remembering correctly, we have taken a, a short rest. You did, and I think with your healing, there's no reason for anyone to spend hit dice. Actually, um, do you want, um, Kevin, do you want um, Drake to spend a hit dice or two? Well, did I uh, not heal Drake? No, he healed Drake, right? Drake is healed. Oh, well, he, I, I see him on the sheet. He's 11 out of 16. Did you heal oh, him all the way? I I'm sorry, I don't think I did. Oh, well, um, Fence could also, he had like three more key points. He could also oh. have healed anyone okay. who needed. So then everybody everybody is up full. Yes, so you, you did take a short rest. Um, so anyone who regains spells quickly on a short rest doesn't need a long rest. Those are back. Um, key points, I think, are back. So yeah, you guys, you spent hour hour and a half there now i do have to say it is probably like 12 30 in the morning now because remember you got there and you could see outside but that was because it, there's a full moon so you did take a short rest but you all have booked it like you traveled really hard the last seven days you have got here and now you're descending underneath without having I mean a short rest was good for healing up but you're not 
I mean, at least unless you tell me otherwise, you're now heading down. You could certainly decide to sleep overnight and spend six or eight hours sleeping and take a long rest. You don't have to do it because of mechanics, but that means it's 1230 at night when you're heading down into this part of the dungeon. I'm wondering uh, um, what the downside, well, just uh, I'll think out loud. Um, the downside of taking a long rest is uh, that our competitors are ahead of us in this like heist movie that we're in. Um, uh, I also get a bad feeling if the sun is out. I don't know why, but like something about the sun, God, raw, who knows what's going to happen in the daytime. Or is it nighttime that we should be afraid of? Well, when we're going up against drow, I think nighttime would be more concerning than daytime. Daytime would be our friend. But uh, but I also don't know what sort of spells would only return after a long rest that we need to be concerned about. Yeah, and you all can let me know next time whether you want to run in or take a long rest. I'm certainly happy for you to go straight in. I just wanted to think about like in the in the game world you're a bit tired it's i mean you've been running but there's the pressure of you know scarlet antwerp or scarlet antwerp's henchmen have gone under ahead of you and how long ago have they they gone down here um oh we should have asked mark that well, he's with you, so we still yeah. can. Yeah, um, and he would say they went down earlier in the day, so they went down about lunchtime. Hmm. So they've got probably a twelve-hour, twelve and a half-hour start on you at this point. Did they eat lunch? Oh, I have so many questions. Well, <laughs> <laughs> save those questions for next time, and we will hear: Did Scarlet Antwerp eat? lunch. <laughs> uh, important questions. The vital questions. All right. Well, that was fun. And hey, we have another NPC tagging along with the party. So I wasn't sure what our heroes were going to do when they had had captured Mark. But he is now been recruited into the party and they will head down the stairs at the back part of the crypt and into the level um, below the Sun Lord's crypt. So bandits dispatched and um, Scarlet um, Antwerp's henchmen and whatever other mysteries, including the um, the splinter of the sun, supposedly, await our heroes below. The big question, of course, being whether the Wednesday nights will reach the splinter of the sun before Scarlet Antwerp's henchmen do. So not only do we have a dungeon crawl coming up for you, but we have a race to the treasure. All right, join us next week when, well, we're not going to conclude next week, but when our heroes continue their quest into the dungeon, um, 
now smelling a little fouler than they did when the evening began. 